What a wonderful God. And then when he did that, he quickened you. See, God raised you up. It's your spirit that God, that God raised up. You have a body, soul, and spirit. And God raised up your spirit. He quickened your, your spirit. <clears throat> and then he gives you life. He resurrects you. The, the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a resurrection. Resurrection from dead works, from the old, the whole nature. And when, when John the Baptist came, the forerunner of Jesus, he said, I baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I am. Where is that scripture? Is mightier than I am. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And with um, and with uh, fire, right? John said, "I baptize you with water." That's water baptism. Unto repentance, but he that cometh, anybody find that? After me is mightier than I am. Of what book? Saint Matthew chapter three. And verse 11, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, get that up there in the board. He <clears throat> says, I baptize you with, with water unto um, repentance. Uh, now, he was giving the, uh, the Jews a lesson, giving the uh, children, John had a wonderful message. He had a powerful message. Verse 7 said, and when he saw many, that's John, of the Pharisees, go to verse 7. And said, you see, he came to his baptism. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, what a way to preach. Huh? What a, what a way to preach. That's not the way you preach, right, today? You have to make it nice and sweet and compromise and... Make everybody please so they like you. But that's not the way John preached. John and those men, the prophets, they never adjust. They never adjust to please the people. There's only one message. And it's not uh, different from it was 2,000 years ago. And John was a forerunner. He was a messenger of, of Jesus Christ, a messenger of God. And when he saw the many of the Pharisees, and the Sadducees, these were two religious um, groups that lived when Jesus was, was here on the earth, uh, come to his baptism. He said unto them, O generation of vipers, no, may, there are many generations, but here was a generation of vipers. I wonder what generation we are in. You get that? Every generation have a label. And do you come under the label? If you were back there, would you be a generation? A viper? Would you be a part of the vipers? Or would you be different? See, there's a label for every generation. And do you fall within that category? He said, who at um, uh, a generation of vipers, who had warned you? Who told you? Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Remember this morning we talked about the wrath? To come, <clears throat> but before the rod comes, the uh, the glory or the um, uh, yes, the glory of God was revealed. The righteousness of God was revealed. So He said, "Who had warned you to flee from the the wrath to um, to come?" Verse seven. Verse seven says <clears throat> that. Um, what does verse seven say? Uh, verse. Um, Verse 8, verse 8, for bring forth, yes, bring forth, uh, therefore, fruits. See, underline that fruits. Uh, what fruits are they, would that be? We have it in Galatians chapter 5. That's the fruit of the Spirit. Bring forth, therefore, fruits. Meat for repentance. Verse 9. And think not to say within yourself, you know. Just giving you a pat on your shoulder and uh, so on, where you came from, what your father had, what your 
grandfather and grandmother's religion, where you, where you came from and you look back to them, there's only one God. All of these religions that you see out there, it's only one God. You're wasting your time. You, you're just throwing away your eternal life. And uh, it's easy. Grandpa did it. Grandmother did it. And now they had, who did they have? Abraham. Oh, they were saying, Abraham is our father. They told that to Jesus. And he says, John was saying, think not to save it in yourself. We have Abraham to our father. For well, I say unto you, here, see a change? You see, you got to have to wake up and serve God. Don't sit back and figure, you know, you can sit and your heart go cold and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You don't believe me? You get down on your knees, separate, separate yourself and begin to cry to God. And you'll find out you'll have the devil on your back. Say, don't say within yourself. You can talk to yourself. You can lie to yourself. You can just stay in religion or have a certain spirit and you're not moving on in God. And you keep lying to yourself. You keep telling yourself, well, I'm right. I'm fine. He says, he says, uh, and think not to say within yourself. But what would that be? That the person always thinking of themselves, in love with themselves, talking about themselves. And when they think of uh, their salvation, oh, I'm, I'm fine. I've got it. I'm I, I, I just have what my, my, my forefathers had. We have Abraham. They had Abraham, right? And what greater man could you have but Abraham? He was promised a covenant. Uh, even the very gospel was preached unto Abraham. And now we have Abraham to our fathers. And because we have Abraham as our fathers, that means we are saved. But uh, uh, you're not saved even if you come to church. Do you know that? You're not saved just because you say Jesus Christ is the Son of God. No. It takes more than that. It takes a personal relationship, believing in your heart. We have Abraham to our fathers, for I say unto you, that God, whoa, look at this, that God, those of you that limit God, you don't believe God can do it, you have to do it. You don't believe God. You don't have faith. You lie to yourself. Oh, I have faith. But you don't believe God. You don't trust the Lord. You don't trust the Lord. You trust in your father's religion. Or your mother's religion. Or where you spring from. More than you trust in God. Religion cannot save you. Religion cannot save you. But he says that. Oh, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you. That God. Is able. Is what? That, read it. That God is able. See, no matter how. No matter what you're going through. If you can believe God is able. Your situation. Your circumstances. When I'm down. I'm up. Cast down but not destroyed. Not defeated. Why not? Because God is able. If you can bring God into every situation, every circumstances that you have, that God, look at that, that God, who made you? Well, why did he make you? Or he made you and then he lost control. He made you, then he turned you over to yourself. Or he made you, so he put you in charge. And then he doesn't know what to do after he made you. Is that the way it is? He made you, but he doesn't govern your life. You govern it. I govern my life. I tell God what to do. Huh? Now, li listen. The God that creates the heavens and the earth. That, uh, have you ever been up in a plane? Have you wonder this awesome sky? Huh? This wide, wide blue sky. And here you are. Where are you going? Out there. Who made all that? The breath that you're taking right now, you're breathing. Where did you get that from? Look at us. Different colors maybe, but we are formed the same way. It's because there's a God that knows what he's doing. And he has a plan. He has a purpose. 
And the devil will make you doubt and you sit there. And your mind is not even on God because you're caught up with things that does not involve God. You put God outside and I can do it. I know what I'm doing. It goes on and it says that God is able. If you can see God in every situation, no, no matter what problems you come against, there is a God, there is God, and he's able. When, you, when you're faced up like <coughs> the Israelites with the, with the um, people of Canaan, the nations, when everybody's doubting, they're too big for us, it's too great, we can't do it. There was a Caleb and Joshua that says we are well able. Our God is able. When, when the devil comes in and attacks you, our God is able. Always look to God and know that he is able. Are you getting it? Our God is able. I don't mean just your lips, but from your heart. Say it from your heart and says, I'm going to cast my cares upon him. Because he cared for me. I think it's time for us to begin to believe God. To take God at it. Not just to say it with your lips. But to let it come from your heart that God is able. Our God is able. Said that God is able of these stones. Look at that. God made man from the dust. Now John is saying he can make him also from the stone. And not only that. He didn't go back and make man from the stones. But he went back and made man from himself. God is a spirit. And then at the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. He made us into spirit beings. That's why you're a new creature. That's why you are a new creature. And he made you as a tried stone. Living stone. John say that. That he would make a nation from stone. Tried stones. Living stone. Chosen generation. That God is able. Of these stones to raise up children. Unto Abraham. And he did. And he's doing. Look. Look. Uh, what is he has done through, uh, for the Gentiles? We are blessed through Father Abraham. Abraham is our our father. And verse ten says, "And also the axe is laid unto the root of the tree." That axe right there is the gospel axe. Gospel axe is laid. At the root of the of the trees. They were going to be cut down. Israel refused to serve God. And now they were going to be cut down by the gospel. The apostles, prophets, pastors. That was the axe. Evangelists, teachers. God had laid the axe at the root of the tree to cut it down. And uh, Paul deal with it a lot in Romans. Amen. Verse, uh, the same verse, 10. The axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruits is hewn down and cast into the fire. That's the word of God. You don't bring forth good fruit. That means you're bringing forth fruit, but it's not the fruit that God can pick. And said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. It has to bring forth good fruits. And I'm not talking about the fruit that somebody's sticking you. I'm talking about the fruit that comes by the Holy Spirit. That's good fruit. Galatians 5. Every tree that bringeth not for good fruit is cut down. The axe is laid. And the word of God will deal with us if we do not surrender and submit to it. It's cast into the fire. Verse 11. Then here's where we were heading. I indeed baptize you with water. 
unto repentance. So there's a water baptism that's unto repentance. Okay? Water doesn't save you. It's just a Peter dealt with a good confession. Showing every bond that you love Jesus. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But. Now you see that word but. But he that cometh. What a hope. After me. Someone was coming after John. Just like how. I can say tonight. Someone is coming after me. But he came before me. But he's coming after me. But he that cometh after me. Is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He. Look at the introduction. And he has never met Jesus so far. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Follow me. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Nobody has ever been up until this point baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. But now John was promising that the one that's coming after him was mightier and he would baptize him with the Holy Ghost and Father. Now, when this happened, when this happened, you baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire, you're not the same. But you're a new creature. When you're baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, you are now a new creature because you've been planted, immersed into God. He baptized you with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. That's the same Spirit that came upon the Virgin and she conceived and brought forth a son, and his name was called Jesus. He will baptize. Look at the promise. This is the promise. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. And fire. Verse 12. Whose fan is in his hand? Uh, if you travel to overseas. And when they are uh, threshing out their rice or whatever. Or in the old days. They have a fan that would separate the chaff from the wheat. It blows it. That's what the Holy Ghost is. The fan that blows the chaff and separates. And the wheat, the wheat falls into the garner, but the chaff is blown away in the fire. Said, whose fan is in his hand? And he will thoroughly purge his floor. That's the church. That's the church. And gather his wheat into the garner. It's going to church kingdom. Then in the kingdom, the garner. Start with the church, but it's really heading for the kingdom, the garner. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. He burns it until it's all consumed. You understand? God knows what he's doing. Now, if I'm a Every farmer knows the difference between the wheat and the child, don't you? Everybody knows. Well, always God got, yes, he does know. He does know. And he will know. And it's not the wheat that he's going to burn up, it's the child with unquenchable fire. Now, what unquenchable fire begins when I chose and I in my mind, refuse the word of God. You know what? The fire already started. The fire already started. When I refuse to go on in God, when I refuse to serve the Lord, when I refuse to acknowledge Jesus Christ and make him my Lord, what do you think going on? He that is not with us is against us. If you're not with Christ, you are against him. And verse 13 says, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee, after that pronouncement and so on, he's coming to be baptized, from Galilee to Jordan and to John, to be baptized. After John preached that he's coming after me, and he's going to, do you see that? 
He's going to, what a timing. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and here shows up Jesus. Here shows up Jesus the baptizer. After he was introduced. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him. Saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. And comest thou to me? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all. See, righteousness. To fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. He went ahead and baptized him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight way out of the water and lo the heavens were open unto him and he saw the spirit that's the Holy Ghost visible in the form of a dove the dove was not the spirit that was a form a visible form descending like a dove and lightning upon him and do you know that was the same spirit that came back after three and a half years in the upper room. That was the same spirit. We are baptized. When you have the Holy Ghost. You are baptized with the same spirit. That Jesus was baptizing. When you are made a new creature. And when you are baptized with the Holy Ghost. You are now a new creature. And no voice from heaven. Saying. What did the voice say? That's the father speaking about the son. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Praise God. Can you imagine if you were standing by the Jordan that day? You would shout. But you can still shout because what they had at Jordan is in church tonight. You've got the Holy Ghost. I said you have the Holy Ghost tonight. That Holy Spirit that baptized Jesus is here. He shall be in you. He shall be with you. He will never leave you. He'll guide you and comfort you. Verse 18. Is that it? Now. So Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit. He was baptized also with water. And he was led by the Holy Spirit. And then through the Holy Spirit. He selected. Twelve disciples. And after three and a half years. He was going away. After his death. Burial. Resurrection. Then over in. The book of Acts. Chapter one. And he was going away. He left the disciple. With a message. I hope. He said if I go away. Before that. I will come again. And receive you unto myself. Now in. Acts 1. Verse 1. The former treaties have I made of Theophilus. Of all that Jesus be gone. Notice here. You see that word? That Jesus be gone. Everybody know what begone means, right? What does it mean? Begone. Start. That Jesus begone. But he didn't say he stopped. You can begin a thing and never see. What would that be? Eternal. Eternal. The work that Christ begun in your life is eternal. He that has begun. Come on, help me. A good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He begun it. The work of eternity has begun in your life. You see, salvation is certain. It's not an iffy. Am I going to be saved? You don't have to worry about that. I'll never leave you. And he that has begun a good work inside of you. If you can believe it. The devil is a liar. And he tells you. Oh no. You're lost. It's not true. 
I'll tell you something. It's easier to be saved. I know you're going to look at me funny. But it's easier to be saved than to be lost. Salvation is more certain. It's the most sure thing that you have. Salvation is more certain than the breath you're breathing. That cross, that blood, that work of Calvary. The Bible tells us that. If when we were sinners, when we were enemies of God, we were reconciled to him. Do you know what I mean? God came and got us and brought us back to himself. Or I know you say, it's hard to be saved. No, it's not. Because you're not the one that's saving yourself. You're not the one that's keeping yourself. It's God that worketh in you. And God never fails. God doesn't start something that he cannot finish or complete. Oh, that Jesus, both. Does, does that uh, mean more than one thing he's doing? Either. Both be gone. Think of it. To do a good work in you and to teach you. He's doing that work in you. He began to do it. What is he doing? To make you into the image of God. Make you sons of God. And to teach you how to become sons of God. Or to remain sons of God. What is he doing tonight? The work that he began. He's doing it still. And he's continued teaching you. He began to work. You know, it's when we turn off the Bible and close the Bible and we're focused on these little toys that the world has to offer. And you get caught up with the toys. If you can love the toys, you can love the creator of all things. If you really love the toys, well, go ahead and love God, you're going to get a whole lot more. Of all that Jesus begun. Can't get away from that word. Both to do and teach. And notice this. Until the day. In which he was taken up. After that he. Through the Holy Ghost. We just talked about the Holy Ghost. Had given commandments unto the apostles. Unto the who? Apostles whom he had chosen. So God has a ministry. He doesn't have everybody running around and issuing out order and telling what and coming up with ideas and tell. No, God has an order. It's what God said and not what I say. It's only going to happen what God says. Oh well, let's no, it's going to happen according to his word. And he began to do it. Somebody say, well, I have to do it. We have to do it. We've got to draft up a plan. You don't have to draft up any plan. The plan of salvation is already done. From here to eternity. Have you read the Bible lately? It goes all the way to the second coming. Past the millennium. The white throne judgment. All on out in eternity. And he said, if you try to add anything to it. You're wrong. Is that what he said? God already has the plans. Well, we've got a draft. No, you don't. Stick to the book. We, we just have to find out what the book says. You can waste hours, hours sitting down and wondering and going around and, well, we've got to restore this. And You don't have to restore anything. It never left us. Man failed. I know the church went through a lot and it was man. But it wasn't the word of God. Heaven and earth shall pass away but my words abide forever. He, he puts his word above his very name. Well we have to restore the word of God. You don't. It never was lost. He might be lost from you. But God never left himself somewhere without a witness. I mean sometimes it gets very dark. 
Most time it's very dark. And men fought in the past over truth and over the word of God and men still fighting. Men, men still fighting. You, you can, you can sit down all day and talk about the word of God and you come up with nothing. Because if I already have an idea or thoughts in my mind about God that's contrary to the word of God, I will come up with nothing until I get rid of those thoughts. God is not without witnesses. No, he never leave himself without a witness. He's got them. And you, uh, you and I might not know them. But somewhere, God has got people that love him. I hope I'm one of them. I hope you're one of them. And we're, we're, we would not be the only ones. God knows what he's doing. He began a work both to do and to teach. You, you, you mean that he stopped teaching and stopped doing never? And if he's doing it and he's teaching it, it's not me. All we have to do is listen. What, what, what are you going to do to help God? Tell me, what are you going to do? Can you come up with an idea and a plan that's going to further the kingdom of God that's going to help? Well, I'll build another Sunday school. That's good. Go ahead and build your Sunday school. Build it as large as you want to. We'll add another program to our church. Go ahead and do that. How many big churches and small churches have done that? Let's have this. And ideas of men. Go ahead and do something. But to this man will I look. You get that? God's got a man or a woman that he looked to. The one that humbled himself. And trembled at my word. My God. Oh my Lord. Are you trembling when you hear the word of God? Is there a Holy Ghost fear? Or there's a boldness coming to you that you can do it. You want God to look upon you? Humble yourself. Where? Under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up. God has never lost anything. You say, what about the lost sheep? He found them. You didn't know where. The sheep didn't know where it, uh, it, the sheep was. But he knew where the sheep. How did he find you? You and I didn't come searching for God, did we? But he found you. Look at you. And if he was not keeping you, you would not be here tonight. He'll never slumber or sleep. God never take a nap. I talk to some of you sometimes and you doze off. <laughs> but not so for the Holy Spirit. Not so for God. What he began to do, he's still doing it. And to teach. Until the day in which he was taken up. After that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments. Unto the apostles whom he had chosen. He knew where those twelve apostles were. And he got them. And he could tell that ahead of time. He said hey I've chosen you twelve but one of you boys is a devil. You got a, a devil. He knows them. You don't think God knows you tonight and know me? He knows what's inside of the heart of man. He said, I chose you all. And yet one of you is a devil. You think he made mistake? No, he did not. But Jesus Christ is willing to give everybody a chance. Amen. I don't care what's in your life tonight. You come to the Lord, verse 3, and you will be free. To whom? Look at this. To whom also he showed himself alive. Oh, Jesus. I like this, don't it? What he began to do and teach in your life. And yet, when you let that word continue in you and you get down in your face and you let God touch you, he's going to show up and he's going to prove himself alive. Hallelujah. He's going to manifest himself to you. Alive. <laughs> After his passion. By 
many infallible proofs. I know he showed a lot back there, but I'm talking about you personally now. What has he shown you? What has God shown you? What miracle of deliverance has God shown you? You know that some of us was out there slipping and sliding. You know, you remember? You know, you boogie boogie, boom, 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 boom. boom. I boogie 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 boogie. And you break up your little. And you think that that's joy. That's not joy. That's crazy. And God deliver you. And now you're dancing for the Lord. No, 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 Satan. I'm not dancing for you. I'm dancing for the Lord. It's like some people are ashamed to dance in church. But Miriam took a tambourine and danced. Dance with Jesus. He showed himself alive by many infallible proofs. That's that, does he ever show you by Oliver? You get beyond doubts and you're certain and you know that he's alive? Well, you go back and say, I remember what he done for me. When I was out there in sin, or when I was sick and I was down, I needed a job, I needed something, and God rescued me. Can you say amen to that? He came and he rescued me. He lifted me out of the mire and the clay. You know that. God, you know that. How the devil had you a prisoner. The devil, no, no, not this time. I'm not going to walk into your trap and your lies. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Remember the lesson? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's the power of God. And to salvate, when somebody comes to your house, they hear gospel music or they hear somebody preaching or something. You're not ashamed. You don't hurry up and turn it off because cousin uh, Janie came in. Not picking on Janie. That's just a word came in my mind. But a lot of us, we, we get all excited. We get all excited when relatives, when we turn it off quick because we don't want them to to know we are we are saved. Oh, they know we are Christian, but not that saved. We are Christian, but we still have room, a little bit of room for the devil. I'm a Christian, but I can make space for you, Mr. Satan. Oh, oh, don't get upset with me. I'm a Christian, but I'm not gone very far from the world. I still have uh, lightness. That's being a hypocrite. The Bible says, come out of her, my people. Unless my people is not my people. Unless my people's got a share with the devil. Half and half. You know, half and half. And I'm not talking about milk. But part God and part Satan. Half and half. A Christian ought to stand up in the face of the devil and fire and lies. John said, you serpents. You see that? John said, you serpents. You generation of viper. He stood there as a burning light. That's what the Bible said. He was a bright, shining, burning light. And the Bible said, we should let our light so shine. And he stood there before the Pharisees and Sadducees and said, you generation of vipers that you're mistaken that Abraham is your father. But you're full of the devil. That devil. And Jesus told him that the devil is your father. God has some children. Like Paul. I was wonderful. I'm not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. It's powerful. Of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed of the man that hung on the cross. I'm not ashamed of the man that they crowned with thorns and mocked him. I'm not ashamed of the man that they put the spear in and blood and water came down for him. And he cried out, I thirst. 
But he still went on to say, it is finished. That's Jesus. I'm talking about the son of the living God that loves you. I am not ashamed to stand up for Jesus Christ in this generation. Because if you don't do it, and I don't do it, he still is going to have a multitude that nobody can number. Who are these? It's a multitude that no one can number. He showed himself alive. I like this. After his passion by many infallible proofs. Read them in the Bible. Being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to what? The kingdom of God. We've got a message. And it's about the kingdom. The kingdom that shall not pass away. Because his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And it's just ahead of us. And I'm not talking about the kingdom like it was under the law. For 1500 years. I'm talking about a kingdom wherein dwelleth righteousness. Verse 4. Go on down. Verse 4. Let's read. Let's get down to verse 11. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But, you see that word wait? But wait for the promise of the Father. What was the promise of the Father? The Father first promised his son, he sent him, of a virgin. But there's another promise that he had made. The Holy Ghost. That's the promise of the Father which said he, you have heard of me. For John, can you read? Truly baptized with water. But he shall be baptized. Notice here. Come on, say. But you. Everybody say me. Hi. You shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days end. I wonder what God has in store for us not many days from now. He gave us the Holy Ghost. And if you ever begin to let the Holy Ghost work in your life, I wonder what he has for you. What are you looking forward to? What's the joy of your life? For John truly baptized with water. Next verse. And when therefore, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, here's a question now. Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Notice He's not going to restore that old kingdom. He's got a brand new one. And that in, will include Gentiles. And new creation. See it's hard for you to imagine that. On the day of Pentecost. God began a new race. Of humanity. You go into 1 Corinthians 15 tells you. All over the Bible tells you. And a lot of us. Every once in a while you feel a touch. But it, it doesn't continue because the devil stepped in and you, you listen to a voice. While you're getting close to God or so, your phone rings. And you couldn't resist the temptation. You had to answer, hello. What are you doing? Nothing. But you could have told him that I was getting close to Jesus. And will you please excuse me? I'll call you back later. Yeah. Tell that I was praying. What were you doing? I was praying. I was reading my Bible. Don't tell him you were watching a movie. Tell him I was praying, but you must be really praying. Can't say I was watching. A, I was praying when you were watching a movie. <laughs> and he said unto them, Notice when he said, It is not for you. To know the times or the season. At that time. They were, see. It was beyond them. He had something a lot to do before. Begun to do and to teach. It is not for you to know the times or the season. Which the father had put in his own power. Not yet. 
But you. Is that, don't this make you want to shout? Don't this greater things I have to tell you. More things I have to tell you. Always unveiling, revealing. But you shall receive power. What power? The power that Paul spoke about. The resurrection power. That comes through the spirit of holiness. But you shall receive power after. That the Holy Ghost is come upon you. My Lord. Power to become sons of God. You see the change? Power to be translated from darkness to light into the kingdom of God. Now what he's saying now. That kingdom, that first kingdom, I'm not going to restore that and you're not going back to that. But I'm going to send a power that's going to translate you from where you are out of the first Adam into the kingdom of God. To get into the kingdom, you have to be carried. You have to be translated. But you've got to have power for that. Under the old covenant, just keep the law. But he shall receive power. Power for what? And we think it's just to lay hands on people and cast out devils. Don't know. But it's powerful to move from glory to glory. To move from one dimension to the other. From move from darkness to light. Power. To live for God in a dark world. You see? It's power to live for God. You shall Receive power to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Power to draw nigh to God. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you will receive power to become sons of God. And you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. And unto the utmost part of the earth. Including Merced. That's why we're here tonight. And you can sit home. And you're waiting for a little word of prophecy from somebody. That's not the way it works. You're blessed of God to find out the truth that you need. All of the word of God. You need all of the word of God. And not just somebody come up and put their hands on your head and shake you a little bit and say a few little yay, yay, yay to you. <laughs> you need a lot more than that. You need to get God, the power of God in your life that makes new creatures. You need somebody with the word of God to tell you, you've got to be like Jesus. Let him be gone. He who had begun a work, let him continue in you. And let no man take your crown. Let no one rob you. And stop you. Mama can't help you. You think your mother can help you in the day of judgment? Huh? Mama. You think your daddy can help you? Or you think your children or somebody can help you? Huh? Nobody. There is not a friend like the lovely Jesus. The lonely Jesus. No, not one. Jesus knows. All about my Troubles, my sorrows. Are you listening? Yeah. Huh? Are you listening? He knows you. Yeah. Nobody is like Jesus. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, what a way to leave. What a way to leave. What a way to bring a service to a close. Talking about the Holy Ghost and suddenly. Good night. Oh he's leaving. He's gone. He says. And when he had spoken these things. While they beheld. Notice there. If you see me. If you see me. You will receive the power. Remember. What Elijah told Elisha. If you see me. 
You've got to see me first. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Now, you can think what you want to think. That was an airplane cloud. But I think, I still think it was a band of angelic hosts. A cloud of witnesses. It's up to you what you want to believe. But I still think that God would not send just a little rain cloud or whatever storm to receive his son. It was a bunch of mighty angels. Uh, Psalms 24 says, lift up your heads, O ye gates. And lift them up here everlasting doors and the king of glory. I think that was a mighty angelic host or some procession shouting. You think that welcoming the king of glory would be with a little cloud and he goes up there? That was greater than any reception for the president. One who had conquered the devil, the enemy of God, now he is going back home. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And look at verse 11. Verse 10 and what? They looked steadfastly towards heaven. As he went up, the old two men stood by them in white God, there's a lot was happening. Don't you get excited? Can you get it? And you get excited about what's happening in California? Huh? It's not happening in California. Hardly anything to get excited about. The most exciting thing in California is when you can go to church. You go to the same thing over and over and over again. All right, tomorrow you go to the job, right? You have a job, you get a paycheck. All right, then you go on to the same process. Then you go to the grocery store and buy some groceries and you eat and you stuff yourself and before you know it, I've got too much weight on it. Same old, same old. And the only change is that I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of God. Which also, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? Didn't you hear what he said? All the time he was teaching, oh, I've got to go away, but I'll come back and all that. Have you ever heard? How long have you been going to church? How long have you walked with him and still? Hmm? This same Jesus. I like this. So Paul said, if any one come preach another Jesus, then whom the one we've not preached, let him be a curse. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. He's coming back the same way. With what? With clouds. And he's coming back with clouds of angels. Revelations 19. Riding. White horse. Coming back with his saints. And they used to sing a song. I'll be riding right behind him. Beside him. I don't care what part. As long as I'm in there. A white horse. Hallelujah. He's coming back. This same Jesus. You underline that? This same one. 2,000 years. You cannot change him. So, if you cannot change him, he's still in charge. This same Jesus that was in charge 2,000 years ago is in charge tonight. And he will carry us. He will lead us. And he will guide us. The Lord is our helper. I like this. This same Jesus. 
And he's gone away, but he's still directing the church because he's the head of the church. He knows how to guide the church. There's no man that can guide the church from here to the kingdom. Nobody can. But Jesus, through the power of the Holy Ghost, this same Jesus. And you know what I have to give you? Nothing but Christ. If I start to come up with ideas and programs, that's nothing. Or try to work out the move of God and a revival. Nobody can start a revival. Nobody can. I've, I've been in it where people try to do it. And it all end up on the rock. All end up. Or they might go on for a few weeks and shout and dance and shout. But it's going to end up. Unless Jesus leads it. Unless the word of God is in it. But whenever men. Man said let's start a revival. You mean like you start your car? That's not the way it works. Whatever God does it's true a revelation. If God doesn't reveal himself. In you Paul said. When it pleased God who called me. And separated me from my mother's womb. When it pleased him to reveal his son in me. Immediately. I turn off everybody. <laughs> Did it? I'd switch off organization and church program and ideas. And our convention spirit and what we're going to do. And after the convention nothing. Men's ideas. I'm going to. You're not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything unless it's Christ. Do you know the way to revival? Why? It's first I've got to begin to die to myself. I've got to begin to deny myself. The way to revival is to put Christ first. How many willing to give Jesus the first place? We get so excited about nothing. And we worry about nothing. We don't have even have faith. We talk about faith. And we doubt. You stand there. And tell the devil he's a liar. You stand there and say look. God is not ready for me yet. I want to go but he's not ready for me yet. And if God's not ready for me yet. You can't knock me out. And as long as I'm here, I'm going to pray. The devil will lie to you and say, don't kneel down. Because if you kneel down, you can't get up. So tell the devil, it's all right. You just stay down then. Don't lift your hands up because you can't take them out. You can't take them down if you lift them up. Then that's all right. Everything the devil come with you, tell him he's a liar. Don't read your Bible. You're reading too much. Your eyes going to go out. <laughs> the little eyesight you have spirit. Use it. If you're going to lose it. Then go ahead and use it for Christ. I'm all worn out. Well go ahead. Child. That ain't bad. Just cast your cares upon him. I'm so weak. Praise the Lord. When I'm weak. I look to the hills. From whence cometh my help. I don't feel like shouting. Go ahead. Clock. You know. You say I'm hoarse. But God's so smart. Is your hands ever get hoarse? No. So your voice is hoarse. Alright my hands are. But what about your feet? My God, what about your feet? Every excuse we have, God has the answer. Huh? So, oh, I don't know a lot of scripture. When, but make noise, but make joyful noise. Hallelujah! Every nation. I might not know your language, but I know Hallelujah! And every nation can say hallelujah. 
For the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let's say it again. Hallelujah. Go ahead. This same Jesus. Oh my God. If you know he's coming back. And he is. Hold on to him. And love him. With all your heart. Can you say amen? Can you give the Lord a praise? I hope 